I'm Sabrina. You've heard my voice multiple times. Um, I'm one of the co-hosts for the Get With The Growth podcast, and I was a former youth ambassador at the Palmerston location this summer. Um, and this year, I've just been back in school. I just started my winter semester, um, and it's been pretty hectic. Um, but I'm really excited for all my courses. And we have Abby here, our other co-host as well, joining us. Hi, Abby. Hi, everyone. So I'm also a former youth ambassador from the Palmerston Hub. And starting in January, I am back in school. So it's taking a little bit of adjusting and getting back into school, but I'm really excited for the semester. Yeah, me too. It's definitely a huge adjustment, especially because... We're going back in person very soon, which is exciting but scary. Um, and if you haven't noticed, we also got some new introduction music, which is oh, exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Abby and the other ambassadors. Um, and today we are going to be doing a podcast episode on self-care. Um, and you might have heard about self-care before and you might be confused about what it is. And so today we're just going to kind of be covering that and our own personal I guess self-care journeys and things that we do um, to take care of ourselves so Abby do you want to start off with what self-care is yeah definitely so one thing that's really important to note is that self-care is not universal and self-care definitely looks different for everybody um so I'll start by giving just a little bit of an introduction to what self-care is so A definition of self-care is self-care refers to a series of activities and practices that we engage in on a regular basis to calm, heal, and preserve ourselves physically and psychologically. Um, And self-care often helps us reduce stress in our lives so that we can be our best selves under any given circumstances. So self-care is really about making sure that we are caring for the different aspects of ourselves. And this, again, looks different for everybody because everyone has different needs, interests, and lifestyles. Yeah, I completely agree. And especially the point where you said that self-care is not universal. I think that's very important to think of when you are just thinking about self-care in general, just because one thing might work for someone, um, but another thing might not work for them. And it's important to note that you just have to explore and find what works best for you. Um, Exactly. Yeah. And some benefits of self-care um, I'll touch on are it restores energy, um, you can become a better ally, it increases efficiency, you feel overall healthier, um, it can strengthen your immune system, increase your focus, and the number one thing is it can prevent burnout. 100%, and that's extremely important because everybody does experience burnout <laughs> at some point exactly. in their life. And using self-care can definitely help you rest and recharge um, so that you can avoid burnout. Um, And it's also, I think, very important to make sure that you're not neglecting self-care because in addition to this being able to lead to burnout, neglecting your self-care also drains your energy, um, which can often leave you feeling overwhelmed, um, stressed out, tired. Um, When you're not caring for yourself um, and practicing self-care, you often have a weakened immune system um, as well as a hard time concentrating. So it's very important that you are prioritizing your self-care so that you can function to the best of your ability. 
Yeah, I completely agree, especially with the part about your immune system. I feel like whenever we are stressed the most, we also get sick the most. Um, and it can be frustrating because you're already so stressed and then now you're sick and you're, it's just a cycle. And, um, yeah, I think it's very important. And now I'm just kind of going to touch on the different domains, um, the different wellness domains there are in self-care. So when people think of self-care, um, there's kind of like six domains that they're trying to preserve, if that makes sense. And yeah. those six domains are physical, social, environmental, intellectual, emotional slash mental, and spiritual. And so within all these domains, someone might do something to make sure they're taking care of themselves in that specific domain. And Abby will go into more um, details about different self-care activities you can do within each wellness domain. Yeah. So again, yourself, the activities that you do to care for yourself and to practice self-care aren't going to be the same for everybody. Everybody has different needs and different interests. So what you are doing to care for yourself within these different domains is going to be related to what you enjoy doing and what you feel brings you joy in your life. So some examples um, of self-care in the physical wellness domain include drinking water, um, feeding yourself, getting enough sleep at night, so seven to 10 hours of sleep, um, eating a nutritious meal, showering, brushing your teeth, just overall practicing good hygiene, um, and exercising and staying active. So again, this is gonna look different for different people, depending on what your interests are, but physical self-care overall just is about taking care of your physical body. Um, so yeah, um, and then another domain is the social domain. So some self-care activities in this domain um, include texting or calling a friend or family member, keeping in touch with your friends, um, asking for help when you need it, um, we all need help sometimes and it can be hard to ask for help, but actually reaching out and getting that help is a form of self-care and you're going to feel a lot better after you do that. Um, another activity can be sharing your feelings with somebody. So if you're feeling stressed or upset, that is completely normal. And talking these things through is another form of self-care and can make you feel better in the long run. So there's also environmental self-care activities. Um, this includes caring for plants. I know I have lots of plants in my bedroom. Um, they make me happy. So making sure that I'm watering those and giving my plants sunlight. Um, going outside, getting some fresh air, some vitamin D. Um, spending time in nature and unplugging from electronics and just taking the time to be aware of your surroundings and appreciating what you have. Um, there's also intellectual self-care activities. So this, again, depends on your interests, but some people really enjoy reading a book. I know this is something I like to do. Um, listening to podcasts as well. If you're listening to our podcast right now, that is a form of intellectual self-care. So good job. <laughs> um, taking breaks from work when you're stressed. Um, it's important to kind of step away and take care of yourself um, as well as doing something you're good at. Okay, and then there are also emotional and mental self-care activities. So this includes taking the day off or at least a few hours off. We all get overwhelmed sometimes, so it's really important that we kind of take some time to rest. Uh, giving yourself a compliment, giving someone else a compliment, both of these things can make you feel good emotionally and mentally, as well as practicing mindfulness. So practicing mindfulness 
can be sitting and reflecting on what you're grateful for, the things that you have in your life, the things that make you happy. Um, so yeah, and then the last domain is spiritual self-care. So some activities in this domain include practicing meditation or yoga, spending quiet time alone, journaling, thinking about what you're grateful for, and thinking about the positives in your life. All of these things can help you feel good spiritually. Um, so then again, not all of these activities are necessarily going to make you you feel good as a person, but you kind of have to learn the things that you do that make you feel good and then practicing those activities on a daily basis. Yeah. And I completely agree. Even like when you brought up the um, reading a book for the intellectual like domain of self-care, um, that does not work for me. And I really tried to make it work for me for a long time mm -hmm. because I was like, everyone's reading. Like, I don't understand why it's so hard for me to like, just read a book. And I think it's important to know, like, I, again, am in neuroscience and I feel like all I do all day is read a bunch of journal articles and books and stuff like that. And so I think that's why for me, reading um, is not a good form of intellectual like self-care just because mm -hmm. I'm doing it so much. And sometimes that's what's leading me to burnout. You know what I mean? So I, re I really do like listening to podcasts for me. And this is just an example of what works for one person won't work for another person and I think that's so exactly. so important to keep in mind um when you are thinking of you know starting your own self-care um journey and so now we'll go into a little bit about our own personal self-care journeys um yeah so I can start off um I honestly did not practice a lot of self-care much in high school or my first year in university um and I found because of this, I was definitely burnt out most of the time. And it felt like I was running on no fuel all of the time. I was, however, definitely practicing self-care in the physical and environmental domains um, pretty much all my life. Because I've always been um, attracted to like playing sports and hiking and mm -hmm. like surfing. And I, I love going on walks. Um, but... I was kind of neglecting the other domains of um, wellness. And I think this is kind of why I was feeling more burnt out a lot more. And I think it's very important that you kind of do something in each domain um, to have like an overall balanced self, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And so because of that, I kind of just realized in second year, like, I need to take things more seriously. I need to prioritize myself a lot more because it's not good to feel burnt out all the time. And I noticed that my mood wasn't the best and overall just was not enjoying university because of it. And so in second year, I started incorporating more. I should also note I'm in fourth year now. So this is true. <laughs> this is three years ago. But in second year, I started incorporating more of the other domains. Um, so, for example, for the social domain, a huge thing that I would do is taking time off social media. <laughs> um, this is something that I do pretty much, I want to say, like every few months, I like to take a break from social media because sometimes... Um, what you're seeing, it might not feel like it's affecting you or you might not see signs that it's affecting you. But when I do take breaks from social media, I do notice I'm so much more happier. 
Um, and sometimes, you know, you just need a break from everything that's going on in the world. I know during like the height of the pandemic, I took a lot of social media breaks because I was feeling not so optimistic and then opening up my phone and seeing cases are going up and all of this is happening and da, 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 it definitely did not contribute to me feeling good. Um, which I think everyone can relate to. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good point that you've brought up. And I mean, with regards to social media in particular, everybody does have different experiences with them, but I can definitely relate with what you've said. Um, at that point, I think it's very important to kind of take a break from it sometimes and realize that everything you're seeing online might not be like as realistic as you think it is. So exactly. it's important to not kind of compare yourself to that as well as being on social media. You're being exposed to lots of negative news sometimes, especially in the height of the pandemic. So mm-hmm. definitely stepping back um, and grounding yourself and focusing on your own life can be very beneficial. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's kind of why I do it so often. And another thing is, so for the intellectual domain, kind of just what I mentioned previously is at first I started, I wanted to read books, um, but again, did not work for me. And so I started listening to podcasts and I love Mm -hmm. podcasts. My favorite one is Anything Goes by Emma Chamberlain. I just love putting that on (laughs) and going for a walk. Um, I do this a lot now, um, especially because things are closed right now. So whenever I feel my brain kind of just giving up, um, I will put my headphones on and go for a walk and listen to Anything Goes. Um, And then for the emotional slash mental domain of wellness, I think this is honestly the biggest thing that helped me prevent burnout and just feel better. Um, was I started building boundaries more and feeling less bad about it because before I would (laughs) yeah and I think this is a thing that a lot of people struggle with and I would feel bad if I would say no to going out with my friends or I would feel bad for canceling plans if I wasn't feeling like going out but I learned over time that you know sometimes the plans you made a week ago, you were in a different headspace and then a few days come up to it and you realize like, hey, I actually am so burnt out and I just need to stay home and I just need to be by myself because I don't have the capacity to go out and be with people right now. And that's completely okay. And if you have friends who are understanding, they will always be understanding about this. Um... And so, yeah, I think that's a huge thing. And just even like building boundaries, like academic boundaries, for example, if I Mm -hmm. feel like there's too much on my plate, I will loosen my other curriculars or I will take less um, and kind of just build a boundary myself and be like, Sabrina, you can't do that. You already have so much on your plate. You need to calm down. It can be hard sometimes because there's a lot of things you feel like you have to do. Exactly. Um, and I, yeah, and I know that's something I've struggled with and still struggle with um, is, again, saying no to some things mm-hmm. um, and putting myself first, which I think is a really important part of self-care mm-hmm. is realizing that you need to put your needs first um, and you need to care for yourself in order to avoid burnout. Exactly. And, like, I think there's also just so much pressure, I think, as, like, college and undergrad students Like, if you want to go to grad school or even just, like, work after, there's all this pressure of, oh, you need to be doing all of this. And that's where kind of social media even comes in, like, sometimes. Like, you'll go on social media 
and see like really? go on LinkedIn like oh this person's working 10 jobs and doing 500 extracurriculars like and all this volunteer I... experience exactly yeah. and it can honestly affect us so much and I think that's kind of why it can be hard to build boundaries sometimes because you're like I can't like I just need to push through it because I need this for grad school applications and I think just stepping back and realizing like hey I have stuff and this is enough and I will build my application slowly but I'm not gonna you know neglect myself just to make it to grad school you know like it's so important to make sure you're taking care of yourself and that's something that I've learned throughout university definitely Um, yeah yeah and it is a process it's really important to you're not going to know right away what's going to work for you and what's not. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of a little bit, again, about trial and error. You have to figure out what works for you, what makes you feel good, what kind of works to rest and recharge so Mm -hmm. that you have energy to go out and keep on doing these things. And then to be able to prioritize these things and actually make the time in your day to do these things so that you can keep going. Exactly. And like I mentioned, like I honestly think that this was the biggest domain of wellness for self-care that I was missing um, because once I kind of started doing this, I felt so much better. And I, I noticed that I wasn't burning out as much as I usually would. Like, for example, I used to burn out, I want to say every three weeks, which is horrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but lots of people do. Exactly. Hard. Exactly. And I think that's why it's so important to incorporate self-care activities. And lastly, um, so for the spiritual domain, something that I started doing was again this is another example of I tried to do meditation at first and I really tried to get into it but it just was not working for me at the moment and that's Mm -hmm. okay and so I started doing yoga and I fell in love with that so much more and I found that that was helping me feel so much better and you know that worked for me and so I do yoga and again just because something works for me doesn't mean it will work for Abby or for anyone else and that's why I think it's just so important to explore different options. If you try something and you feel like it's not working out, don't be afraid to try something else, you know? And um, yeah, that's kind of like my self-care journey. Um, I think it's also important to note, like my self-care looks different depending on the season as well. Um, If I'm in school, yeah, sorry, I keep on cutting you off. (laughs) No, no, keep going. (laughs) Um, But for example, in school, I will listen to podcasts more, make sure I'm working out a lot more, like going on walks. But during the summer where I'm not doing school, that's kind of when I'll read a book and, you know, not listen to podcasts as much. Um, Mm -hmm. And so or journal because I have more time and I'm not constantly doing schoolwork. So I have more brain capacity to like write how I'm feeling. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my journey, Abby. Do you want to kind of talk about yours? Yeah. So I can definitely relate to some of the points that you've made there, as well as some of the activities I do differ as well. And I think it's important that you did, um, note how these are things that work for you, um, and different things work for different people. A lot of the time, the things that you enjoy doing, your interests, those are forms of self-care and you might not even realize it. Mm -hmm. I think for me personally, I was practicing self-care for a long time without even knowing that I really was. Um, Similar to like you said, I've always kind of um, practiced physical self-care. I grew up dancing and that was something I loved to do. So I would dance multiple times a week. Um, 
go on walks. I've always enjoyed hiking. So I was doing these things. Um, and I honestly use those as methods of self-care without even knowing it, do it, taking the time to do those things that I enjoy and to take care of my body. Um, as well as just basic hygienic things. Um, I enjoy doing my skincare routine at night, brushing my teeth, um, taking a shower. All of those things are kind of some forms of physical self-care that I practice. And for everybody listening, I'm sure there's lots of these things that you might be doing that you might not even think are forms of self-care. But it's important to recognize that these are ways that you are taking care of yourself. Yeah. Um, And then again, for social self-care, I feel like that's another one that I kind of practice without really knowing it. Um, Spending time with my friends and family is always something that I've really enjoyed. Um, Mind you, when I went to university, again, moving away from home um, and meeting a whole new set of friends kind of brought up some challenges. I really had to make sure that I was prioritizing keeping that communication open with my friends from high school and my family at home. So that just meant setting some time aside each week to call the people that I missed in my life and the people that I wanted to stay connected to. So spending time with people you love. um, And if they're not with you, I know it can be hard um, during a pandemic as well. So just taking the time to even send a text message and to just stay connected with the people that you care about and the people you want in your life. Um, that always makes me feel good. So that's um, definitely a way that I practice social self-care. As well as I kind of mentioned earlier, something that makes me happy is having lots of plants in my room. (laughs) So that's definitely, I think, kind of a form of like environmental self-care for me. Mm -hmm. Um, As well as I really do like spending time outside, especially for me um, during the school year when I'm kind of sitting at my desk all day, especially right now doing online classes, I feel like I'm inside all the time, just sitting down. Um, And something that kind of helps me recharge my battery is just going outside, going for a walk, um, spending time in nature. It kind of, yeah, it helps me recharge so that when I do get back to doing my work, I feel like I have some more creativity there. Um, And then again, intellectual self-care Um, Like I mentioned earlier, I do enjoy reading. I like the point you made about how your forms of self-care kind of change depending on the season. Mm -hmm. I think this is definitely true for me as well because during the school year, I feel like a lot of my time is spent studying um, and doing readings for school. So a lot of my self-care activities during the school year are more spending time with my roommates, getting outside for a walk if I can Mm -hmm. to break. (laughs) Um, but in the summer I do like reading a book for enjoyment um, as well as something that I really like doing is journaling that's something I've kind of gotten into in the last year I think it's a really good way to kind of reflect reflect on your thoughts your feelings and like what you're grateful for I know when I first got into journaling um, I got this journal from Indigo I think it was called the five, the five minute, minute journal yeah yeah So it kind of had some like journaling prompts for the morning um, and before you go to bed. Um, And a lot of them were just about like name three things that you're grateful for each morning. Um, And at the end of the day, it would be reflecting on like three things that happened that made you really happy on that day. Um, So things like that, just getting in the habit of reflecting on what you do have really helped me. And I found that journaling was a good way for me to reflect on that. And then in terms of spiritual 
I think something that I like to do is just spend some quiet time by myself. A lot of the time I do enjoy spending time with others, but as I do like reflecting, I need to kind of spend a little bit of time by myself every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, just to think about my thoughts, my feelings, reflect on my week. It just helps me kind of, again, rest and recharge. Um, and that's definitely a big form of self-care for me. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's so important to spend time with yourself sometimes because when you're surrounded by other people, your like thoughts can be clouded almost and you don't really definitely. think about like what you think. You're kind of just surrounded by like, oh, what you know, what are they, what do they think? And you don't really get to like be in tune with yourself. And I know journaling is so good, even for just like emotional regulation. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's definitely journaling is one of the things that I want to get into. It's one of my resolutions for this year. Um, Yeah. And another thing I just want to quickly mention is when you do start like a new form of self-care, don't be hard on yourself. Don't full force go into it and be like, I'm going to journal every single day. And if I miss a day, like that's bad. No, it's okay to miss a day. And you know, everything, Mm -hmm. when you start something, you want to start gradually, because if you really do like start full force, um, it can lead to days that you miss and then it can kind of like make you feel bad. And then you kind of look at that thing as a chore and not self-care, which is not what you want to do. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But I think think that's important with like working out as well. Mm -hmm. Working out is something that I use as a form of self-care and it makes me feel good, but I also have to give myself a break sometimes. Yeah. Um, It's important to not get into the habit of if you don't have time to work out that day, you shouldn't punish yourself for that or feel bad about it. Exactly. I think it again all comes down to balance. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, and again, balance isn't going to look the same for everybody. Um, It depends on your lifestyle, um, the things that you like to do. But again, working out as much as feels good for you or doing allotting a certain amount of time to each different kind of self-care domain. So spending some time with others, if that makes you feel happy as well as spending some time alone. Um, so yeah, I think again, it just highlights the importance of balance between the different domains. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, once again, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Um, this is just a reminder that we have three Groveview Fullness Hubs currently open and running in Fergus, Palmerston, and Erin, located in Ontario. And you can find the drop-in schedules for each location at www.thegrovehubs.ca or you can follow us on Instagram um, at The Grove Hubs and each location also has their own separate one. So you can follow us at The Grove Palmerston, at thegrovehubs.erin and at thegrovehubs.fergus to stay up to date with all our programming and counseling dates. Thank you so much for listening. (music) 